Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. Being a chef means keeping your cool in the kitchen. And with Resi Priority Notify and Global Dining Access through my Amex Platinum card... Right this way. It's nice to try someone else's food for a change. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. When you buy Kroger brand products, you feel like you're winning. That's because they offer proven quality at lower than low prices. In fact, we guarantee that you and your family will love how Kroger brand products taste. Or you get your money back. So next time you're shopping for the family, look for delicious Kroger brand products. Because they'll make you all feel like you're winning. Shop now, in-store, or online. Kroger. Fresh for everyone. This is the Lombardi Line with former NFL executive Michael Lombardi. Now here is your host, Femi Abebefe, on VSIN, the sports betting network. It's a great day to be alive, and it's a great day to be a better. Welcome inside to the Circa Resort and Casino in downtown Las Vegas. This is... The Lombardi line presented by Bet MGM. Femi Bebefe alongside Michael Lombardi here on this Friday morning, Friday afternoon for our friends over on the East Coast. So I say to you, Michael, good afternoon, buddy. How are we doing? Uh, good morning to you, Femi. I'm doing <laughs> great. Yeah, I'm doing really good. A lot of busy things going on this week in sports. You know, even though we don't have the NFL, we still have a lot of things to talk about. And the Preakness obviously is going to be the, the, the showcase tomorrow as we see mm-hmm. if uh, – Mart can continue to the, the see if the, the Triple Crown is going to be in play. Yeah, we'll see if Mays can go ahead and complete the Triple Crown. Mays, no, I bet. Yeah, I yeah. called him. Yeah, <laughs> I got too many M's on my brain here. Yeah, I mean, you got, you got Michael, you got Mick, Matt, Millie. I mean, it's just, it's a tough deal for you. Yeah, <laughs> so, too many M's. <laughs> the M&M's. Uh, we're going to have a lot of fun over these next two hours, though, on the show. Make sure to tweet at us, at Vston Live on Twitter, at M Lombardi NFL is where you can find Michael. At Femi Abebefe is where you can find me. We have four great guests on the program today. Starting in 30 minutes, Howard Eskin, radio host over at 94 WIP yeah. in Philadelphia, also a contributor to Fox 29 locally out there. He will be joining us to talk all things Philadelphia 76ers after Daryl Morey's press conference earlier this week. Then in 45 minutes, Andy Vasquez, New York Jets beat reporter for the Star-Ledger and NewJersey.com will talk New York Jets with us. Start of hour number two, our buddy Vinny Mayulo, Hall of Fame oddsmaker at the South Point Hotel and Casino. I did the Preakness preview show yesterday with Vinny, Michael. Uh, he has a lot of thoughts on the Preakness, where we are now down to seven horses after first mission just withdrew earlier this morning. So we'll talk about that with Vinny and the effects of the horse race coming up later on today. Then also Matt Humans. At 1.30 Eastern Time, 10.30 a.m. Pacific Time, we'll get humans' thoughts on the PGA Championship because golf's second major of the year is going on this weekend over at Oak Mm -hmm. Hill. Right now, Bryson DeChambeau is a co-leader. Who would have seen that coming prior to the tournament? We'll get humans' thoughts on the PGA Championship. And, Michael, let's start with what we saw last night, Western Conference Finals. Yeah, but before we get there, before we get there, uh, before we came on the air, there was Philadelphia Inquirer uh, Mm -hmm. had breaking news that they're reporting that you know this, and this will be interesting to talk to Howard 
uh, Eskin when he comes on in the next uh, half hour or 20 minutes or so is Harden. The, the word around the NBA is Harden's definitely going to go back to the Houston Rockets. Mm. Now, we know Maury talked about having plan A and plan B, but the Philadelphia Inquirer, Keith Pomroy, who writes, who's the daily uh, that writes for them, uh, covers the beat typically doesn't break stories that usually comes from woes or shams mm-hmm. but this one was fairly significant and i think it's something worth considering and talking about you know that's interesting because a lot of people believe that one of the reasons why doc rivers was fired is because james harden and doc rivers didn't have the best of relationships but if doc rivers is fired and then james harden were to leave then daryl morey is kind of sitting there saying what's going on but i mean i'm sure he'll have some sort of a plan to try to get somebody to pair with his superstar MVP center, Joel Embiid. Let's talk about the players who are playing in the NBA playoffs right now. The Western Conference Finals last night, Denver Nuggets with that fourth quarter rally. They go ahead and beat the Lakers from behind 108-103. Denver now has a 2-0 series lead in the Western Conference Finals. Your thoughts, Michael, on what we saw last night in the Rocky Mountains? Well, I thought the Lakers played brilliantly for three quarters, and I thought it was their game all the way. And... You know, until Jamal Murray decided to score uh, 20 plus points in the fourth quarter and just take the game over. You know, this is two games in a row where the Lakers have been just right there to win it. And whether they ran out of gas, whether the altitude got them in the fourth quarter, but it wasn't Jokic, even though he had a triple double. You know, it wasn't him that got him. It was really uh, Murray and his ability to score and and make plays. And I think when you look at it, if you know, when you hold. When, when you hold Jokic for 9 of 21 from the field, you, you think you got a chance to win that game. And they played really good defense on him. I thought Hachimura, again, I still don't understand how the Wizards trade this guy for three number two picks and a, <laughs> and a journeyman player. This guy, to me, is one of the better players on the Lakers team. I wouldn't be surprised if, if he starts to – he played 30 minutes last night. Maybe he should play 40, 35, 38 minutes. But – uh, this was one I thought the Lakers watching it. I thought the Lakers were going to win this. And then the Nuggets, which impressed me in game one when they got well ahead and they buckled up and showed mental toughness to not give in. Mm-hmm. I thought they fought back and Murray was sensational in the fourth. Yeah, the Denver Nuggets have been re- the best team in the Western Conference all season long. They're the number one seed for a reason. They have the best player in the conference in Nikola Jokic. And you, and you saw it once again last night. Now, I think because everybody now with the Lakers down 0-2, the Twitter timeline yesterday, the sky is falling. The Lakers are done. They're down 0-2. I think we still have a series here. Like, Is that your, kind of your read on this based on what you've seen through mm-hmm. two games? Because the Lakers didn't play their best yesterday. I mean, LeBron and Anthony Davis were atrocious, I thought, last night and what they were doing. And the Lakers still hung in there because that supporting cast is still pretty good. Well, I mean, look, they had their chances, right? You mm-hmm. know, and, and uh, I think to me is even though Davis and LeBron weren't at their finest, they still had their chances, just like they got well behind in game one and they still had their chances. You know, but D- Denver has found a way to win, which is ultimately what champions do. You know, this game three will be the hardest game of the series. It'll be the best game of the series. It'll go back and forth. But, I mean, Denver just, t- to me, you know, they have answers. And I think when you have answers and they find ways to win, it's it, it, it becomes uh, contagious. And, you know, they, they played Jokic really well, you know, late in the game. In game one, they had Hachimura on them. They felt like with Davis being the lingering player, the play behind them, it really helped. And then in this game, they hold them to nine for 21 from the field. This was a Murray game. I mean, Murray took the game over in the fourth quarter, and, and Jokic 
you know, he still has his triple-double. He's sensational. But it wasn't he wasn't the reason why the Lakers couldn't pull this off. Yeah, kudos to Jamal Murray. I mean, he was 5 of 17 from the field in the first three quarters. Didn't shy away. He kept shooting. He found the shot in the fourth quarter, 20 points there in the final period, and he vaulted his team to the victory. After the game, though, the Nuggets, they got a little spicy because Denver's always seen as the overlooked team. They're in that mountain time zone, so they're not quite Pacific time zone. They're obviously not on the East Coast. They're in that kind of the middle no-man's land a little bit from a media attention perspective. And here's what the Nuggets, both Michael Malone, the head coach, and Jamal Murray, the star player from last night's game, had to say after they took the 2-0 series lead. You know, uh, you win game one of the playoffs, and all everybody talked about was the Lakers. Let's be honest. That was a national narrative was, hey, the Lakers are fine. They're down 1-0, but they figured something out. No one talked about Nikola just had a historic performance. He's got 13 triple-doubles now, third all-time. What he's doing is just incredible, but the narrative wasn't about the Nuggets. The narrative wasn't about Nikola. The narrative was about the Lakers and their adjustments. So, you know, you put that in your pipe, you smoke it, and you come back, and you know what? We're going to go up 2-0. Yeah, the outside noise, the outside noise. We're the Denver Nuggets. We're used to, we're used to that. We used to, even when we win, they talk about the other team. We beat the Clippers in the bubble. They talk about the other team. You know, same, same old, same old. It just fuels us a little more, and um, it'll be sweeter when we win the chip. <laughs> it'll be sweeter when we win the chip. This is the Denver Spicy Nuggets, man. These guys are they're puffing the chest up. They said, "Hey, you guys have been res- disrespecting us for so long, but now you're about to find out." Well, I mean, look, you know, they're obviously reading it, and they're right. I mean, (laughs) Jokic is doing things that are just remarkable. I mean, the only reason he's not the MVP is because most of the voters felt like you can't give it to the guy three times in a row because Jordan never won it three times in a row, and LeBron's never won it three times in a row, yet this guy is the best player in the league. And you see it on, on every time he plays. I mean, it's fairly clear, right? He does the extraordinary well. And this team has got the toughness around them. They find a way to win a game that maybe they shouldn't have won. You know, they're down 12, and they still make the comeback, and they make the shots. And look, you know, the Lakers, you know, they walked off the court in game one and said, well, they're not going to shoot 50% from the three-point line again. We'll win this game. Well, they didn't, and they still didn't win the game. So one of the things you look for in teams is their ability to win different ways. And the Nuggets have proven that they can win different ways. I think one adjustment that Lakers head coach Darvin Ham could make is limiting D'Angelo Russell's minutes in the rotation because this is a jarring stat here, and I saw this on Twitter. This is courtesy of Justin Russo, covers the NBA. He said that the Lakers, through two games with D'Angelo Russell on the floor, are minus 41 in the box plus minus. Without D'Angelo Russell, they're plus 30. That is a massive swing there, and it's not to single out D'Angelo Russell there, but in a series where you're playing this dynamic offense, I'm not sure you can have a guy out there who's a defensive liability. Well, when you hold a team like Denver that can score as well as they can score to 108 points, you should win the game, right? Yep. I mean, you should. You know, that that's a hard thing to do. Denver's got so many weapons, and I think when you look at the box score, what jumps out at you is the fact that the Lakers forced 17 turnovers and still lost, right? You know, they, they, they were able to turn the ball over, uh, no, excuse me, 15 turnovers, and they still lost. But Russell's a liability defensively. It was minus 16 in the game. But it wasn't as if they could turn to Schroeder and he was any better, right? Like, where are they going? I mean, you know, how are they going to manifest this forward? Do they put Hachimura in the starting lineup? I would. Yep. I think the guy's dynamic, right? I mean, you know, you can shift Le- LeBron so talented, you could shift him around. But 
to me, the more Hachimura that you get out there, the better off it is. And, you know, and he played 30 minutes last night. I would play him even more if I had to because he truly is a difference maker for them. Yeah, no, Rui Hachimura, it's really crazy I think for me because I, I worked in Spokane. I covered him when he was at Gonzaga from his freshman year all the way to his junior year, which was the breakout season that he had, which ultimately had him being a lottery pick. But seeing his growth from that time to where he is now, like never in a, in a million years would I have thought Rui Hachimura is sidekick to LeBron James and Anthony Davis in a playoff series and is a significant player for an NBA team. But he had the potential and he's fulfilled it. So kudos to Rui Hachimura. I have an interesting take, though, on this series that we'll get into later on in the show. I want to tell you about it, Michael. I want to save it. I'm going to deep tease it. That's what we do in the industry. Okay, we, good. we deep yeah. tease it. But I do have a couple of bets that I made this morning as it pertains to Lakers, Nuggets, Western Conference Finals. We'll talk about that in hour number two. But coming up next, we're going to go to the gridiron. We said that, hey, the NFL is not really going on. The NFL is always going on. It's always at the front of the mind. And we'll discuss some week one lines that have moved since we've had a week to kind of digest the openers from all the odds makers. we talk about that next year on the Lombardi Line presented by BetMGM. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. There are some things that are too good to keep a secret. Like how your Amex Platinum card helps you have the perfect trip. I'd like to check into the Centurion Lounge. Or how it seems like you always get those hard-to-snag tables. Ooh, yum. And how you get the most out of select can't-miss events. With access to the Centurion Lounge, Resi Priority Notified, and Amex card member benefits at select events, you'll have to share. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. This is the Lombardi Line with former NFL executive Michael Lombardi. Now here is your host, Femi Abbafe on VSEN, the sports betting network. Become a VSEN Pro subscriber today and get a daily email recapping all the best bets from our show hosts and guests. You'll also get unlimited access to our VSEN.com slash picks page. Sort picks by sport, matchup, event date, and more. Check the top VSEN experts leaderboard to view betting records, profit, and ROI and see which VSEN expert has the hot hand. For VSEN Pro picks, betting splits, power ratings, plus 24-7 video access, become a VSEN Pro subscriber today. Sign up now for only $9.99 at vcin.com slash subscribe. Welcome back. This is the Lombardi Line presented by BetMGM. Femi Abebefe, Michael Lombardi. Friday morning. We're having a good time. Summer is already here in Vegas. It's 95 degrees already. It's just, it's, it's a not lot. Here. It, it's, it's not here. It's not here. So breezy, Oceanside? 
Yeah, it's cold here. You know, we, we well, that's what happens here. You know, you get a really hot day, and then you get it. You know, you, it reminds you you're in spring. You know, it <laughs> reminds you. But we're getting towards the end of the month. A week from now, we'll be at Memorial Day, which uh-huh. is the signaling of the beginning of summer around here. So we'll see. You and Berman got big plans for a Memorial Day weekend. I know he's the the official mayor there of Ocean City. Yeah, usually he kicks off this, the the day here in Ocean City. I mean, there's always a. Uh, I think that the news stations from Philadelphia come down and okay. they kick it off with them, Fox in Philadelphia. So I'm sure there'll be a lot of it. And, and you know, he takes a dip in the water, which opens up the ocean for everybody else to go swimming. So we'll see. Yeah, it'll be fun. It's a good <laughs> time to be around here. This is a good time. Yeah. Mo- the month of June and and September are great months. July and August, it's so crowded and it's so busy yeah. because the weather's so good and the beaches are incredible. Well, I'm sure you're looking forward to all the festivities kicking off to uh, next week, I should say. You mentioned Fox 29, Philadelphia locally there. Well, our buddy Howard Eskin from Fox 29, also a radio host at 94 WIP, is going to join us in the next segment to talk all things Philadelphia 76 or so. Make sure you guys stick around for that. But right now, Michael, let's discuss NFL week mm-hmm. number one. We're still months away, but I'm still excited and looking forward to this coming up later on this fall here. And we've had the week one lines out for about a week or so, and it's interesting to kind of track the movement. So I wanted to go through you and, and ask you, are we seeing the right move in the market or the wrong move in the market? Because I'm looking at eight games or so where there, where there has been significant move. And we'll start in the NFC West, where the Seahawks and the Rams game is in Seattle, week one division rivalry. Seahawks opened three and a half point favorites. These are odds, of course, courtesy of DraftKings. Open three and a half, now out to five and a half. Is that the right move or the wrong move? Well, I mean, from you look at the Rams team and their depth chart, you got to figure it, it, it should be a little bit higher than three and a half. I thought that was a little tight, especially a home opener in Seattle. But I think you have to be cautious here, it, especially you've got to research coaches and home openers, how they get their team ready. One of the ways you can do that is if you go through the home openers of the last two or three years with the same coach and just just strictly look at their run pass production with that what what I call the run and completed passes when you look at those two numbers it tells you your execution so why is that important it's important because it tells you how they value training camp did they practice did they work hard at practice I mean the Rams are a walkthrough team they don't want to get anybody hurt in the past right mm-hmm. they wanted to have, they'll practice against another team but they typically don't want to practice against themselves. They know their their team is very, very uh, injury risk. And if they lose any key players, it could fall apart. So they kind of go through the motions, which then in the opener doesn't make them very good. We saw that last year against Buffalo, right? I mean, yeah. Buffalo turned the ball over four times in the game and still won handily. So I think you have to kind of play that into it. Now, will Sean McVay change his approach? Because he's got such a young team. Does it matter if you lose a college free agent that's your starting corner? Because the next guy's probably a college free agent too. So he's got a hard decision to make. Do I push this team? Understanding I keep Stafford and Cooper Cup out and you know and Aaron Donald. But I'm going to have to get this team ready. And I know Pete Carroll, the way he approaches openers, he kind of does that. No, the Seahawks have been really good. And those home openers, the home field advantage is always terrific up in the Pacific Northwest. And I, I know we're playing the game right move or wrong move. I think the best way to describe this is predictable move. And you can just see it based on the way that these two teams have been talked about all throughout this offseason. Seattle, there's a lot of optimism. Year two, Geno Smith, 
They knocked the draft out of the park a year ago. They had the high draft picks this season. They have a really good culture, a really good program with Pete Carroll. So it was predictable that Seahawks would be interest in that team going forward. And, and for the Rams, a lot of people think that maybe this turns into a tank situation with the uncertainty of Matthew Stafford's injuries and all that stuff. So I think just based on how these teams have been perceived through the offseason, this was a very predictable move. Now, with that said, if we get to six, Michael, I mean, I'm going to be inclined to have yeah. to play the Rams. Like, <laughs> at that I, point, I'm inclined. I, my instincts tell me it's – my instincts to classify would be a wrong move because if there's ever going to be a time where the Rams are at their best, it's going to be in the opener. Because mm-hmm. <laughs> they're, they're going to be – Stafford should be healthy. Now, it'll be the wrong move – it'll be the right move is if Stafford gets hurt, which we know he's not going to play in the preseason. So, you know, to me, this is one of the things is this will be the healthiest the Rams will probably be with their key players. And I'm seeing where I'm sitting right now at Circa. It is Seahawks six point favorites. So uh, keep that in mind. I'm not going to run ahead and bet that right there. Get get it right over there with your Tua ticket and your Justin Fields (laughs) ticket. They know you right there. They know you by heart. Well, if it's six, you have your maybe own it'll window be six there, Femi. I'm sure you have <laughs> yeah. your own window. But not quite a window. It's a kiosk. We're still working to get a window, but right now it's just a kiosk here at the Circa. Uh, the next game, 49ers and the Steelers. This opened one and a half, one of the soft openers over at DK. Moves out to three. So now we're on the key number of three. Niners, three-point road favorites. Right move or wrong move? Wrong move. I think Tomlin's team will be ready. Plus, we don't know who the quarterback is. Now, mm-hmm. I mean, I read today in doing prep for the show that Je- uh, Christensen, the quarterback guru that's teaching Trey Lance, mm. his accuracy's improved light years ahead of everybody. Okay. So, you know, we don't know what that's going to look like once we start playing games. But I-, I do the uncertainty at the 49er quarterback position, plus the fact that we saw the Bears last year go host the 49ers in the opener with Lance at quarterback. They turned the ball over. It was a wet, wet day. I, I wouldn't put anything past Tomlin. I think that his team will be ready. He runs a tough camp, and if there's ever going to be a time where he could take advantage, I think it will. I think three is a lot. It's it, To take a home dog in three, I think you play that number. Yeah, the, the, the Tomlin home underdog numbers are just absolutely wonderful for those of you who've been betting those since he's been the head coach of that team all the way back in 2007. Uh, if I had to play it, I would play Pittsburgh, but I think three is probably the fair number, even with the quarterback uncertainty with San Francisco, just because that Niners roster is so damn good. But we'll see what happens. Pittsburgh also has a pretty good roster themselves, and we'll see Kenny Pickett year two. We haven't heard anything about light years with Kenny Pickett, so we'll, we'll see. We'll wait into yeah. the offseason. Once we hear that, maybe that's what that's we'll make the, the bet. They're smart. They don't talk about that stuff. <laughs> yeah, they're smart. They don't talk about that stuff. How about this next game? This is the light years bowl. Chicago Bears taking on the Green oh. Bay Packers. When was the last time the Bears were favored over the Packers? Opened one, now out to two and a half. It touched three for a little bit, but then there was interest on Green Bay. But we're sitting here at two and a half. Right or wrong move? Uh, uh, this is a wrong move. I, I, I mean, do, are we sure Jordan Love's bad? Are we sure Jordan Love isn't better than Justin Fields? I know I say that respectively to the MVP candidate that is Justin Fields, but are we sure? We're not. The one thing we sh- we are sure of is the Packers' defense will be better than the Bears' defense. That that we are sure of. Mm-hmm. The Packers' offensive line will be better than the Bears' offensive line. That we're sure of. So to me, this is like if somebody's going to give me the Packers in two and a half, I think it's a pretty good home dog at two and a half. You got to be all over that. Mm-hmm. Well, they are on the road in Chicago, so it'll be a road dog situation. But even oh, then, I'm sorry, I'm yeah. sorry. But even then, I think there's interest. If especially if it, if we were to hit three, I think that's a Green Bay bet. 
I don't know how the Chicago's favored against anyone. I think their win total's out of whack uh, based on, you know, did they have a good offseason? It's all got to come together, right? I mean, it just doesn't come together that quickly, especially in lieu of that you don't have enough time to practice. Yeah, no, we'll see what happens with the Chicago Bears. I mean, there's some optimism in the Windy City. The Bears, a potential dark horse to win the NFC North. We'll wait, wait for that one this upcoming fall. The next game, a game that I'm really looking forward to, Chargers and the Dolphins. This game will be played in Los Angeles. Chargers opened one-point favorites, now out to two-and-a-half-point favorites. Right move, wrong move. Now that's surprising to me. I, I think it's a wrong move because I, I think the Chargers haven't had a good offseason. I don't think they've strengthened their team in the areas where they need to be strengthened. And I think the fact that Miami went out there and looked so bad last year when they played out there that I believe that, you know, that's a great motivating tool. You know, and this will be another matchup where they have a chance to see Staley's defense and Mike McDaniel can craft. I, I think Miami's a better team defensively with Jalen Ramsey now coming in, Xavier Howard, you know, they can give him help and protect him. I think that's a wrong move. I I don't see the Chargers should be favored against Miami. Now, saying that, if Mike White's the quarterback, yes. Mm. But, I mean, in this situation, week one, you would think that Tua is going to be healthy and ready to go. I mean, right. hopefully not. He's not going to play in the preseason. You know that. So, I think we'll get Herbert versus Tua here. And what's interesting is that this game, I mean, Chargers were three-and-a-half-point favorites. Uh, in this game last year. Now, that was without Jalen Ramsey being on the Dolphins and all the moves that Miami has made as well. So we have four more games, right move, wrong move for week number one. We'll break that down in hour number two, but coming up next, Howard Eskin, 94 WIP Radio and of Fox 29 in Philly, joins the show to talk all things Philadelphia 76ers here on the Lombardi Line. This is the Lombardi Line with former NFL executive Michael Lombardi. Now here is your host, Femi Abebefe, on VSIN, the sports betting network. Before you make your next bet, be sure to visit vcin.com to check the current betting splits data. Want to know where the money and bets are moving every game? The betting splits page is updated with DraftKings odds every 10 minutes so you can see changes in all the action. Find out where the public is betting based on the number of tickets and where the money doesn't match the public opinion. You can check out not just today's action, but future events as well. Betting splits are another way. VEASAN is here to make you a smarter, better year-round. Check out today's betting splits for every game at VEASAN.com. Welcome back. This is the Lombardi Line presented by BetMGM. Michael Lombardi hanging out in New Jersey. Femi Abebefe hanging out here in Las Vegas, Nevada. And joining us right now, our first guest on the program. You hear him on 94 WIP Radio in Philadelphia. You can see him on Fox 29 locally in the city of brotherly love. The one and only Howard Eskin joining us here to talk all things Philadelphia 76ers. Howard, we appreciate the time. In your best guess, will James Harden be a member of the Philadelphia 76ers next season? Well, my first response is, I hope not. Uh, it would be so much better for this. It would be better for the organization. It would be better for the 76ers. It would be better for the fans. He's a declining player. Uh, he's obviously really concerned more about himself. And, I, you know, I, I don't know. Daryl Morey, I, I almost think he had something worked out with him when he signed this current contract. Because James Harden said, oh, I took less money to help the team. Well, I can't believe he would take less money as much as he spends money on private planes to go to Vegas and leave team early before the coach even knows about it. So, I, you know, I don't 
I don't know. I mean, all these, I, I don't believe social media and I don't believe uh, the media that uh, he's going to go to Houston. I just don't understand why Houston would want him with a younger team, with a guy who's declining, uh, who I don't know that he's the kind of player that could help young players. But so I, I don't know that I can give you a good answer. The only answer I can give you, boy, I hope he's not here. <laughs> I hope, and most of the people in Philadelphia hope the same thing. Well, you know, the the to me, the if he's not there, it just becomes a disaster for Daryl Morey, Howard, because how does he recoup this unless he trades Harden to Houston and he gets some value back? But if Harden goes off on his own, you know, he's over the cap. His cap situation is in peril. Like, how does he solve this problem? And certainly he didn't give any answers at his press conference. Well, he didn't give any answers to anything. Uh, I mean, if you asked him his age, he wouldn't tell you the truth. So uh, <laughs> that's what that press conference was all about. Uh, you know, I, uh, I don't know that they can do a sign. Well, they could do a sign and trade. I guess they could sign him, but I don't know if you can trade in the NBA. Now, I don't know about the other leagues. If you can sign a player and then trade him when he's a free agent like that. So I think there's a period of time. So I don't know if that could work. I think he's here or he's not here. Uh, but it, it's a disaster anyway for Daryl Moore. It was a bad trade. I know 100% he could have made a trade with Sacramento for uh, Tyrese Halliburton and Buddy Heald and given up one less first-round pick, which would have allowed them to trade Tobias Harris, who's a nothing player. But now you can't trade him. I don't know how you can even trade him on the last year of his contract. So Daryl Morey's been a disaster anyway. And Daryl Morey has not had – what has he accomplished in his career? He is a con man. He is a spin doctor. Uh, I don't know how he does it. I just don't know how he does it. But it's a disaster anyway. What has he done to help the 76ers and some people in Philadelphia? Well, he made the Melton trade. He traded Danny Green. But he also gave up the the night of the draft. He gave up the first-round pick. So he didn't get a young player. But I guess it's good that he gives up draft picks because he's clueless. When, in evaluating players anyway. Uh, he really is clueless. Uh, he's clueless in everything how, he does how, basketball life. Let's transfer this, Howard, over to the Eagles and their rival down in D.C. With Josh Harris now becoming the owner of the Washington football team, whatever he decides to call them, how do you think that's going to work out? Like, how do you see him running that organization in the same model of what he's done with Philadelphia? I don't. Uh, um, I don't think you can do that with football. I mean, you know as well as probably better than I do, Mike. But I don't think you can do that with football. But here's here's the the other problem. I don't think people in Philadelphia care about Washington. You know, how about this guy? He's got a rival of the hockey team. He bought. He's bought a rival, or he's trying to. I think there's a little bit of a uh, uh, there's a little bit of a roadblock right now. And I don't know how much you have heard. But the owners, from what I understand, are pushing back the vote to approve him as owner on their meetings next week. And I think it's because he has a, a, a cash problem. When I say that, you know he's a billionaire. But he's got a cash problem because he buys everything on, on debt and credit. He's bought every one of these teams on debt and credit. But the NFL won't allow you to do that. 
you know, they're they're giving him a pass on the 30% cash that you need uh, of the purchase price when you buy a team. But it seems to me like there's some kind of an issue here where he doesn't have enough cash. So, you know, I'm going to relate this. I'm, I don't know how to answer your question about Washington other than he's not a good owner and he doesn't care about winning. He only cares about making money. But with the 76ers, he's so disengaged. He's an absentee owner who lives in Florida. He has he could care less uh, about whether the team wins or loses, just good enough to keep one. He's raised ticket prices the last seven years, uh, and they just they never get any further, even though Daryl Morey says, well, you know, we're only two series away from the championship. Oh, you know, great. Uh, you're still lost in the second round. But I, I don't think Josh Harris, and this is the way I'll answer your question, I don't think Josh Harris can help any team because he's too interested uh, in ownership of teams and making money than he is having the teams be a winner. Uh, you know, whatever people want to think about Jeffrey Lurie, that's his baby. He's engaged in trying to help whatever it may take, and he lets his people do their job. He lets the coach do their job. Josh Harris lets him do the job because he's clueless uh, on anything about sports or basketball other than all he wants to do is make money. And the same – it's like one of the other owners of the Sixers has a piece of the Cleveland Guardians, the baseball team. So – do they really engaged in this team? I don't think in any way, shaker. Well, here's the only thing, the only advantage for Washington. They get rid of Daniel Snyder, who is a horrible owner. So, you know, it's like going from zero to one. So I, I, that's, the only, that's the only way that I can look at it. Uh, and that's, that's pretty much it. But I don't think he is a good owner because he doesn't know sports. He's absentee. And uh, he just wants to make more money, more money, more money. That's all. That's what it's all about. It's not the passion of when the Phillies owner, and I don't know how many people know the, the guy's name is John Middleton. He's a billion, 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 billionaire. And he said, I'll always have a lot of money, but I don't always have championships. So that's, I don't care what I spend. Uh, you want to do it the right way. And I want to have championships. And I don't think Josh Harris is that person. Matter of fact, I know he's not that person. Man, that, that sound you just heard was the balloon popping there for Washington Commanders fans who thought they were upgrading at owner. It sounds like they're just making little progress versus big progress there. Uh, we got a couple minutes left here, Howard. I want to double back to the Joel Embiid side of this thing here because Joel Embiid wins the MVP, but they hit their head once again on the second round ceiling in the playoffs. Is there any chance that Daryl Morey and that Sixers front office would trade Embiid this offseason? I don't think so because Daryl Moore is just trying to ride it out until he gets fired. I think he's got two years left on a $12 million a year contract. It's outrageous. He ought to be taken out in handcuffs for stealing money. Uh, it, it's just, it's just unbelievable. So I don't think, I don't think they would do that, but they're never going to win with Joel Embiid. You know, I was looking around my neighborhood for the Mr. Softy truck. I thought Joel was driving it and I couldn't find the truck. <laughs> he's probably eating the ice cream and not driving the truck, but Whatever the case, Joel Embiid is a very talented player, but he's not a leader, and he's not a winner, uh, and he's he he shrivels up in the playoffs, and I, it's because teams get tougher, and the game's not played that way out of the center position anymore, and that that doesn't help him either. Can you imagine if the Sixers got Mike D'Antoni as the head coach, who likes to run, 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 and if James Harden stays, I'm sure he's going to push for D'Antoni. Joel Embiid would be a spectator uh, in that game. So I don't think they would trade him. 
because I think Daryl Morey's just going to try to ride it out until he gets his rear end run out of town too. Yeah, I, I thought the same thing too, Howard. I thought if they try to go to D'Antoni, I don't know how Embiid fits in that. And, you know, to, to this week they're going to have Nick Nurse in. And so, and I know Embiid it loves Nick Nurse. He was talking about him after the Toronto series. So that would be interesting because, you know, Nurse knows the liability. I, I just think it's a mess. I don't know what Maury's answers are going to be because he's in cap trouble. And he put himself there with the ridiculous compensation he paid to get Harden. Yeah. One last quick thing. They don't have a first-round trick to pick to trade until 29. How does that work, too? Yeah, oh, yeah. they're that? buried. Yeah. Well, yeah. we'll find out the solution at the Sloan Analytics Sports Conference. He is Howard Eskin, 94 WIP Radio, also at Fox 29. Howard, we appreciate the time. Be well. Coming up next, Michael. Andy Vasquez of the NewJersey.com and Star Ledger talking all things New York Jets. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. There's no distance too far for the perfect trip. Hi, checking in for... Or the perfect table. Hey, where are you? And when you get access to Resi Priority Notify with your Amex Platinum card. Hey, this looks amazing. I'm so glad you made it. And travel benefits at fine hotels and resorts booked through Amex Travel. It's worth the trip. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. This is the Lombardi Line with former NFL executive Michael Lombardi. Now here is your host, Femi Abebefe, on VSIN, the sports betting network. BetMGM, authorized gaming partner of the NBA, hits the court with a special playoff parlay insurance offer. Place a one-game parlay of four legs or more and get back a bonus bet up to $25 if you miss one leg. Enjoy the playoffs like never before with BetMGM's daily promotions, boosted odds specials, and parlay selection features throughout the postseason. Log in now or sign up and opt in to get back a $25 bonus bet if one leg in your one-game parlay falls short. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly and offer resources to help you make appropriate choices. Visit BetMGM.com for terms and conditions. 21 years of age or older to wager. New and existing customer offer. All promotions are subject to qualification and eligibility requirements. Rewards issued as non-withdrawable bonus bets. Bonus bets expire seven days from issuance. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C., Mississippi, Nevada, and New York. Welcome back. This is the Lombardi Line presented by BetMGM. Femi Abebefe, Michael Lombardi. It's a Friday morning. We're having a lot of fun heading into the weekend. We just had Howard Eskin on in the last segment of 94 WIP Radio in Philadelphia, also of Fox 29. But joining us right now to continue our 
run of guests here on the program. We bring in Andy Vasquez, New York Jets reporter for the Star Ledger and NJ.com. Andy, hope all is well. It's been a while since we've chatted with you. What's the latest with Quinn and Williams, and when do you think they get a contract done? Well, I think it's still a little too early to be too worried about it. I think if you get past mandatory minicamp, uh, it, it might be time for concern because the last thing the Jets need is to have this kind of hanging over them during training camp with, with everything that training camp is going to be about this year with Aaron Rodgers here. So, I, I mean, to me, it's probably a matter of, I mean, the, the, the defensive tackle market has been set. So it's pretty obvious that, that Quinn Williams isn't going to get um, Aaron Donald money, but he's a little bit, there's an argument that he's a little bit better than the guys who have already agreed to deal. So I think it's going to be somewhere in like the 24, 25 per year range with maybe slightly more uh, guaranteed than some of the other guys like Dexter Lawrence got around 61 or 62 million, somewhere in there. But I think it's pretty obvious what this is going to be. And uh, I'm not sure why it hasn't happened yet. And it's for the Jets, it, it has to happen just given their history with their previous first round picks. I mean, they, they've only, They've only signed one in like the last 15 years. And it's, it was Muhammad Wilkerson. So uh, they need to get this deal done for, for a number of reasons. The most important being that Quinn Williams is really, really important to their defense. And probably the biggest or one of the biggest reasons why they, they were one of the top, top defenses in the league last year. Yeah, no doubt. He's a top three player in his position. And those contracts are typically easy to do. Andy, I want to shift to uh, – a- I don't understand. Why are they holding on to Corey Davis and his $10 million? Are they just holding him up, or do they actually going to bring him to camp and let him compete for the fifth receiver job at $10 million a year? Yeah, I don't think at $10 million a year. I think what you saw yesterday when they had Carl Lawson restructure his deal and, and come back on a deal, I think that paid him a max of $11 million with $3 million in incentives. I think there's going to be a, a restructure and, and – it is one of those situations that kind of favors the Jets. And I wrote about this with Lawson yesterday because the longer they hold on to him, uh, the more other teams are spending on, on guys and, and the less likely he is to get whatever they do offer him as a pay cut. Uh, and it would be guaranteed. So I think that that's kind of going to be the situation. I do think they can use him as a fourth or a third receiver. I think they did – when he was out last year, they had a problem with having a reliable kind of big guy in there. Now they have Lazar, who's obviously a, a big-bodied receiver, but I think they could use his, his leadership. I think he's going to be a good fit for Rodgers, and I think he'll end up coming back. I think it's just going to be a reduced deal, and I did not think he would be back. I thought they were going to cut him, but the longer they've held on to him, the more it kind of makes sense for him to be insurance as a weapon because the last thing they want to do is, is have Aaron Rodgers and not enough guys around him who can produce. We're speaking with Andy Vasquez, New York Jets reporter for the Star Ledger and NJ.com. Andy, what did you make of Robert Sala's comments a couple of weeks ago? He talked about how there's this silly narrative that we're just bringing on all of Aaron Rodgers' friends, and right there in the wide receiver room, Randall Cobb is on the roster there. Did you buy what Robert Sala was selling there, that they're just not kind of rolling out the red carpet so Rodgers feels as comfortable as possible? I mean, yes and no. It's a silly narrative, but it's also like you're perpetuating the narrative by bringing it up and making it more of a story. I mean, the idea that, you know, it's unusual for a team to pursue one of the best players of all time and ask him who he'd like to play with, it would be more unusual if they didn't and just put the the roster together without any input for this guy, especially when you have a limited window 
for success. I mean, you want to make him as comfortable as possible. And, you know, what we don't know yet is are these guys going to play no matter what, or is there going to be a fair competition? I think that's where it becomes more of a risk. But, you know, if you look at who they had in the slot last year uh, with Braxton, Braxton Berrios, and, and now you look at, you know, Cobb is a better option than, than he was. And, and they also brought in Hardman. Uh, you know, I don't, you don't have that big of a problem with, with that signing or really any problem when, when you're talking about 3 million a year. So I don't think it's been anything unreasonable. I think it's perfectly reasonable uh, to go after guys. And I don't think it's unreasonable for Rogers to, to have input. Uh, it doesn't mean they can do everything exactly how he wants it, but you know, I don't, I don't think it's to the point of ridiculousness or whatever. So, you know, for him to say it's silly, I get why he's saying it too, but it's, it's just the reality of the situation, and I don't think they should be defensive about it. They should own what they've done. I, I agree. They should own what it's done. So let's talk offensive line. The biggest concern for Jets and Jet fans, right, is what, where are they going to do with Beckton? Is he going to play left tackle, or are they going to pay Dwayne Brown the $9 million this year to be the left tackle? And who will be the right tackle, Mac Mitchell, or will Billy Turner, another Packer former player, will he assume that role? To me, the biggest concern with the Jets being able to get to the next level uh, was quarterback and offensive line. Clearly, they fixed the quarterback. Have they fixed the offensive line in your mind? I think they're in a better position with the offensive line. It's not fixed, but they're in a much better position than they were last year in terms of, of depth. And if things go wrong, they can adjust, given what they've done. Um, at left tackle, I think Dwayne Brown is going to be the guy, just because you can't put Mekhi Becton out there. He hasn't played a full game since 2020. He's never played a full game in front of a crowd, to be honest with you. It, it's just, it's, it's not that he hasn't worked hard to get back in shape, and maybe he will be great, but I just don't see him in the short amount of time where you're in pads and having to prove it and where he's probably going to have limited reps because he's still coming back from an injury, I don't see him proving himself as a left tackle. So I think it's going to be Brown at left tackle. Beckton will compete for the right tackle job with Turner. And I think there's a decent chance that Turner wins that just because of his history with Rodgers, who's clearly comfortable with him. And then, I, you know, if one of those guys goes down, you have Barrett Tucker who moved around last year and did well at tackle, and that gives you some insurance. It brought back Connor McGovern. Uh, at center, I don't think he'll start. I think the Tipman kid that they drafted in the second round will start, and, and McGovern will kind of be a swing guy in the interior. And then, you know, with Lake and Tomlinson, you can kind of – I know I'm throwing a lot of names at you guys, but they have quality depth where if they lose a couple guys, and like you mentioned, Max Mitchell has experience now after last year, they can, they can shuffle it and move it around, and I think it is actually going to be okay even with some injuries. It's not perfect. And there are question marks, especially with Becton and Brown being 38. But um, I, I think they've done enough and given themselves enough quality depth where they can endure some stuff. And, and Barrett Tucker and that versatility, he, he provides a key in case things do go a little bit haywire. Hey, Andy, we've got about 90 seconds left. I want to ask you about the other side of the trenches at the defensive line spot. Will McDonald, the fourth, the first-round pick there for the New York Jets out of Iowa State, what are your first impressions of him, and do you think that he could be more than a rotational guy in year one? Well, when you hear teams say that they're drafting the best guy available, sometimes it's hard to believe them. But with the Jets in this case, it's pretty easy to believe them because it's, nobody really had him projected there. Um, I don't think he'll be much more than a rotational guy just because I think He's, he's not ready against the run yet. He, he needs to get bigger. He, he can't get that big that soon. But I think he could be a, a real impact maker 
and on pass rushing downs just because of his speed and explosiveness. And, you know, when you got Carl Lawson coming back and, and he had seven and a half sacks last year off of an Achilles, and he's only going to be 28 this year. He should take a big step forward with Quinnen in the middle. Defenses are going to have a lot to pay attention to. And, and this kid who, who probably isn't going to look like much of a threat can come in and, and show some speed off the edge occasionally. I think he can have a big impact as a rookie. So I don't think he needs to be more than what he's going to be as a rookie, which is a you know situational pass rusher. Awesome. You can check out Andy's work over at the Star Ledger and NJ.com. Andy, we appreciate the time, buddy. Be well, and we hope to talk soon later Thanks, on this offseason. Thanks for having me on, Thank guys. You, really Andy. appreciate it. Yep. Thank you. Good stuff there from Andy Vasquez of the Star Ledger. All is good in Jet World, Femi. It is. All is good, man. All is good in Jet World. Their line's good. They got depth. I mean, I can't imagine Corey Davis would take a pay cut to be a fourth receiver. Like, he has all the options, right? I mean, either cut me, let me go find my value, unless they just make him a deal that he can't turn down. Yeah, but I don't think they'd want to pay him a bunch of money if they don't expect him to be higher up on the depth chart. So uh, we could see Corey Davis maybe change teams later on this offseason. That does it for hour number one. Hour number two, kicking it off with Vinny Maiulo, Hall of Fame oddsmaker at the South Point Hotel and Casino. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.